Gentlemen, welcome to the Alpha M Podcast, the podcast where I talk business, self-improvement, lifestyle, and more. Whether or not it's just me sort of talking, a little bit of audio action for you to enjoy, or me sitting down with a special guest to find out more about the steps they took to become successful. Whether or not you're listening to this on the go, you're sitting at home right now listening, I appreciate your time. And so if you're ready, let's dive in to this next badass episode. So welcome to the Alpha M Podcast. This is Paul who works alongside Aaron. And in today's episode, what you're going to hear is a virtual hangout, a session that Aaron hosted earlier in the year, which was for fans, but also for customers of enemy.com, where they got to ask Aaron any question that they had. And it goes into a variety of different topics from what Aaron's like to work with to the mistakes that he's made and also the lessons that he learned from his younger years. And he was also joined for a very special guest, Mr. Antonio Santano from Real Men Real Style. So you're going to hear this hangout session that was hosted by Aaron himself. But I also want to give you a final opportunity. If you go to enemy.com forward slash pages forward slash me Aaron all one word. You can enter in your email to be in with the chance of joining Aaron on an up and coming virtual session. It's happening December 18th. So if you're still within the time, go to enemy.com forward slash pages forward slash me Aaron, enter in your email address and we are going to highlight 10 individuals to also join us on that session as well. So go there now and be in with the chance of meeting Aaron in the next up and coming weekend. So guys, let's head into this episode now. Goals have always been kind of weird to me. Uh, the question is, how do how do you stay consistent with your goals? You know, you know, for for me, the things that I've always found have have worked the best is essentially, you know, when it's something that I really want, right? I've never been somebody that's been motivated by like you know other people in terms of you know, I never was really the greatest student. I never really had, you know. It always sort of, it worked. Like whenever like I have accomplished things, it's always been because I really wanted to do them. In terms of consistency, I'm just scared. I'm scared of like missing out on, on like opportunities that I think I'd be good at. And I, you know, the thing that I'm super paranoid about is regretting things. What about you? How do you stay consistent with your goals? I, I just want to add to what we were talking about this morning, speed. I mean, when you have a goal, you see it. You've got the idea at eight o'clock, six o'clock in the morning. You tell Paul by 930 in the morning and you expect it to be implemented. I mean, so you're just fast about yeah. implementing your goals and going after them. me personally. Yeah. I, that, and that's one of the things I think that's really and I always joke with Antonio. I said the reason why I'm able to be successful at anything is because I'm not that smart. And what I mean by that is that I don't overthink things like I, I just I don't allow myself to kind of go down that rabbit hole of you know, well, what if it doesn't work or everything needs to be perfect? It's just, let me just try this. I may like totally fuck it up, but I'm just going to try it. And if it works great, if it doesn't, no big deal. Stubble Buddy is the perfect example of this. It was something that I, I wanted to do. I thought, hey, this would be like kind of cool. Let me see if I can do it. And so I worked really hard with, you know, some people to sort of execute and implement it, got it out there. It sold. It wasn't as good as I hoped it would be. And so it's like, all right, <laughs> what's next? And, um, you know, I've, I've learned a few things uh, from from that. But uh, um, yeah, so in terms of, 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 of goals, it's just about, you know, I don't know how. Do you, how do you stay consistent? Um, with goals? Yeah. I, I write things down. I mean, I'm very old school in that way. I also let people know. So Aaron's held me accountable to a lot of things. That helps a lot when you've got somebody that you can bounce ideas off of. Somebody that 
you respect somebody that, you know, makes time for you and, uh, you know, putting it out there. But I remember, you know, talking to Aaron about fragrances, Creed, Aventus, one of his favorites. And again, getting back to your speed, you immediately said, I can make money on this. And you Antonio was talking about fragrances yeah. a year before I ever came out with a fragrance. And, and yet you've launched three and four. I'm just four and I'm just getting out my fragrances here in the next two months. So, but they are coming yeah, out. They are. But it took me three years and it took you three months. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like if it doesn't work, whatever. All right. Next question. We got, um, let's see, um, from Zach. You want to? Ask it or do we, Paul? Yeah, I'll t- I tell you what we're going to do, actually, guys, is I'll, I'll call your name. If, ask it to Aaron in, in on, on audio. I think that's going to be the best way. Aaron yeah. L. Aaron L is the next one. So, Aaron L, if you unmute your microphone. There we go. Hey, on, man. What's up, Aaron? Good name. Thanks. <laughs> uh, so, my question for you is Do you have any new products coming out that you can talk about for Q4? Yeah, I, we've been developing a powder for a long time um, for uh, for Pete and Pedro. So we're coming out with like a body powder, you know, and the thing that was really challenging was um, because I've got a really high standard in chassis, like everybody, you know, everybody knows like I've promoted chassis powder for a long time. You know, one of the reasons why I love chassis is because it's talc free um, and it works, you know, really well. The problem with chassis is that I felt like it's, I almost feel like when I use it, it's almost like too drying. And I also didn't like the fragrance. I felt like we could possibly tweak, you know, different ingredients and formulas in order to create something that was incredible in terms of drying, but just doesn't dry you quite as much. And, um, and it smells better. And so, and I also wanted something that was a little bit lighter to the touch. I felt like chassis could be a little bit heavy. And so we went to the drawing board. I literally had probably 19 different powder samples over the course of a six month period that we've sort of worked on. I try, I'd use it for a week. I'd send it to people. I'd be like, Hey, try this. And one of the, one of the challenging things with powder, just to give you guys a little, you know, if you ever plan on launching a, a grooming powder, the, the, the reason why it's sort of different and, and hard to do is that when you actually get a sample batch made, like from the lab, they mix all the ingredients. Well, it's going to feel and perform differently than when they actually use the big machinery in order to batch that product. It's it's a smoother, more well blended product. And so for me, it was trying to get that 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 perfect product, that perfect powder before I actually had it put through a pilot batch. And then I ended up having to spend like three thousand dollars to do like a pilot batch and do that twice to make sure that the product was right. And so, yeah, powder is something super excited about. We're also working on a fifth fragrance for um, Q1 of 2022. Um, Something else for you guys that are ever aspire to be entrepreneurs. One of the big things that COVID has kind of challenged has been shipping, shipping speed and the ability to get products and, and packaging overseas. It's gotten really hard. It's gotten, gotten even more expensive. Give you an idea. Um, so we ordered, I think it was like, how many, how many enemy sunglasses was that last order? Like 1500 units that we got? 1500, 2000 odd. Do you remember how much the shipping charge was, Paul? Yeah, I think it was like, Like, okay, so here's the thing. So you got 1500 sunglasses made, right? Manufactured over in China. Um, you know, we have all the, you know, the, the glasses, the, the lenses are imported, uh, from Zeiss. That takes three months to get your lenses from the manufacturer to actually to to our assembly facility in China. The 
the acetate comes from Mazzacholi, which is an Italian company. And so, you know, there's a delay in that. But then the shipping in order to get the glasses from China to the U.S. was how much, Paul? It was like $8,000. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's about eight dollars $9,000 for shipping. It was just it, shipping's gotten insane. And so, um, yeah, new products, new fragrance and a ball body powder is uh, is coming soon. That should be launched actually in like three weeks, though. Also, Aaron, so it's interrupt the, the brown leather wallet as well. Yes. Also, uh, we we uh, we have a brown leather wallet and minimal card holder uh, coming out for enemy. And that once again, that just took forever. They kept sending all these different like versions of brown. Like with black, there's only one, right? Brown, there's a hundred. And so, you know, you get one, you, you think it's good, and then you, you know, you're just not satisfied or happy with it. But actually, let me show you. Antonio, take a question. Well, this one's gonna, I, I don't wanna take Aaron's good question, Zach, and I see you've got a great one. So we'll have you lined up for uh, for, the, for the next question as he runs over there to grab something. A question for Aaron, how many manage, how many do you manage so many businesses at once? Noah, I see your question. So we'll have Zach. Zach, you've got a few questions in there. And uh, if you can identify which one you feel is the most important. So we'll try to get to that one. If we have time, we'll come back. Noah, you'll be in after Zach. So this is a question is for you, Aaron. Oh, okay. But, but hold on. Yeah. See, this is, it's a really, it's a good brown as opposed to the last one that we had made was a little bit orange, but then, you know, you've got to, you've got to pick. It's like, all right. So you know, they send you all these different samples and, and I don't know, I'm just an entrepreneur. I love products. I love, uh, I love doing this process, but yeah. So super excited about that. What's the next question? All right, Zach, 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 do you want to jump on the microphone? First of all, I'm really grateful to be here, Aaron and Antonio. I love you guys. Thank you so much for all your content. It's been amazing. I've actually, I started, I discovered your YouTube channel a while back and I used to keep watching your videos every single day. I just was Thank excited. Thank you so much, man. And actually, my question is, um, so I'm, I'm actually an immigrant that moved to Canada recently, um, about four years ago. So for me, life has been really tough here. It's not been, you know, I've been at my lowest points. I've suffered through depression my entire life. And, you know, I, I remember you, you had your story where, you know, when you, your businesses failed, you were driving a beer cart and you were at your lowest point at that point. How did you cope up with staying focused towards your goals? Like what, what pushed you to actually wake up in the morning, you know, stay motivated and, yeah. you know, go, go get it done. That's a great question. You know, that, that point was super low for me. I mean, there are multiple reasons why that point was super low. And I, um, I would say I probably suffered from a little bit of like mild depression back then. And it was, but it was, it was, it was up until the point that I had to shut my business down. It was like two years up until that point that were really bad. Like I was taking money off of my credit cards. I was, you know, as broke as I could possibly be. And the writing was becoming more clear that this wasn't going to work. And so, you know, when, when everything shut down, you know, and I had to file bankruptcy and I was driving that beer cart, you know, the hardest part for me was just not knowing what was next. Like, I'm okay if I've got something to look for or something to shoot towards. Like, I'm okay as long as I've got like a goal or something to like strive for. It gives me focus and it gives me purpose. But the problem with that point in my life was that I didn't have like I had, I didn't allow myself to think about life outside of that one thing that I'd been thinking about since pretty much the age of 12 years old. And so, you know, that was the, that was the hardest part. And, and, um, you know, at that point it was, all right, you know, what do I do now? You know, the financial burden that comes along with having a lot of debt, that is absolutely debilitating. And so for my whole life, I had been, 
really struggling financially. I mean, we I grew up on welfare. You know, it was something where I, I tell the story and this isn't to, you know, relive the past or anything. But I mean, I remember people like, well, how bad was it? I went to my mom when I was like 14 years old and I just wanted a dollar 25 to go get a slice of pizza with my buddy. And we didn't have an extra one dollar and 25 cents. I mean, most everybody, you know, can find a dollar 25 cents like under their floor mats in their car. Right. And and so, I mean, it was it was pretty bad. Um, and so money was always a thing. And so at that point, when I filed bankruptcy, um, that was actually a relief for me because it was like, all right, I've got to give up on this dream, but I'm also having almost like a fresh start. And so it was something like, all right, I don't know what happiness looks like anymore, but I'm determined to figure it out and find it. And so for me, what I came to realize much later was that sort of the, 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 the success for me wasn't necessarily, it's never been about money. It's never been about cars or houses or watches or anything like that. It was always about just feeling like I made a difference in people's lives. I think that was the thing that really I came to realize later was, was the, um, was really the, the pinnacle and the ideal of success for me. And so once I started posting YouTube videos and I got that first question and I remember like it was yesterday, I posted that video and somebody asked me, they said, Hey, I'm a bigger guy. I don't know what to wear. And it was like, that was the moment at which everything was like, I found my home. This is it. Like, it was just like very like validating. And so, um, you know, I think that one little tip I'd give you, if you are struggling in terms of, you know, not really feeling it, or you're feeling a little bit low, you know, go out and do something selfless to help somebody or to go volunteer, or even if it's at um, like a, a dog shelter or a pound or something, just to do something, it makes you feel good. Um, it's amazing how it will impact you in other areas of your life and just keep you, you know, focused and, and just make you feel good. What do you think? I, I'm just curious, Zach, where'd you immigrate from? Um, I actually moved from India. Um, this was well, four, four years ago, yeah. Um, in Mumbai. Okay, so, you know, you came from the, the capital, largest city history, you know, formerly Bombay. Amazing. I mean, that's a, that's a crazy city. I mean, beautiful. I remember going to buy the Queen's Necklace. Absolutely, you know. But I think that you're underestimating what you've already accomplished and how amazing that is because you're going to be the guy your grandkids are going to tell stories about because you brought the family over and they wouldn't have the opportunity that they have. Like, I don't know what your future holds, but, you know, you've already, I look at these challenges. If you know the story of Hercules, Hercules was named after Hera, the goddess that hated it. And Hercules made his whole name because of the challenges that the, you've heard of the 12 labors of Hercules or the 10 labors turned into 12 labors. Hera cheated and added some more. Point being is it was the challenges that Hercules went through that made him who he was and became the legend. We don't remember Hercules as being super strong, you know, the strong part, but it was actually his strength to go through adversity from cleaning the stables to killing the snakes when he was a baby. You know, it's like, and you know, whatever you, wherever you're going to end up, who knows, but you look at what you have accomplished so far and that in of itself is something to be proud of. And when you look at that, it's like, you got all these people around you. They have silver spoons that, you know, they're born in their asses or whatever. You know, these guys have ass mouth. Point <laughs> being is it was in an orifice. And these guys do not, uh, they haven't gone through what you've gone through. And yes, you may have started at a lower point. You may be dealing with issues that they never even have to think about, but you know, you're going to be, I just see in your future, like you being able to have the stories that other people like, yeah. man, I wish 
I had a story like what you and it's just yeah it's just I mean to do what you did was a brave move I mean that's not easy to move away from you know what's comfortable and so you know yes you're having to readjust and reevaluate and and um, you know, sort of set yourself up now, but I mean, you've already done some amazing things. And so you're going to be fine. Just keep focused. Now, Noah, Noah, Noah. I see you've got a good question about businesses. Maybe you Noah, ask that one. Noah, where are you? There you are. What's up, man? Hey, guys. Um, I just want to say uh, to Aaron, Aaron, I've been following you for years. And I just want to say thank you so much. Like you were like a second father to me, like teaching me how to dress, how to carry yourself as a man. Um, so I just want to say thank you so much for that. Um, but to a question for both of you guys, um, you guys, you know, will run multiple businesses. I know Aaron, you're doing, um, like Pete and Pedro, the YouTube channel, um, enemy. Um, how do you go about, uh, running multiple businesses and, and multiple when multiple challenges, uh, come up? Yeah. So for me, it's about what I, okay. So <laughs> once again, I'm, I learned things the hard way. And, um, you know, I, once I got out of my own way, that's kind of when things kind of got better for me. I, I am a micromanager. If you ever talk to my wife, she will tell you, I am a micromanager. I am a planner. I do not like relinquishing control. But what ended up happening was um, when I hired my, uh, my best friend from high school, Terry, to handle the YouTube advertising for me, that's when that business started to really scale and do great. And then, you know, from that, we ended up forming a company and Antonio, you know, we started the advertising agency and then Pete and Pedro, Mike Levy hired him in order to help sort of take some of the, some of the things away from me. And then Paul with enemy. And so it's been, my best decisions have been, have been help getting help from people that do things better than I do in the areas that, that, uh, that I need the help with. I mean, that's, it's a, it's, I know it's kind of cliche, but it's absolutely true. You know, you're only going to be good at doing certain things and you're going to be proficient in other areas, but find people that are basically, you know, amazing and rock stars at the areas that you're, you're not, not great at. And, and that's how I think I'm personally able to, to do multiple things is just have really great people around you. Yeah. That's the answer. Yeah. Yeah. People around you. And also, you know, and the other thing is, you know, just to sort of throw it out there, just surround yourself with people that are you know, going in a direction or that share your values and share your sort of, you know, goals and inspirations, you know, Antonio, you know, this is everything in my life kind of got better in terms of professionally when I met Antonio and we started to network with these other creative guys. I mean, I hated him when I first you know, <laughs> saw him on YouTube. And, but what happened was it just like, everything got better. Like I got inspired. And then when you um, surround yourself with just people that, that are, that are at a different level than maybe even like your friends from high school, not to say that they're not great guys, but, you know, for me, a lot of the people that I hung out with in high school, you know, they're still living in the same town that I'm living or that I grew up in. They're, you know, working their nine to five jobs. They look forward to their vacation, you know, two weeks a year. And I mean, it, that's fine. And that's, if that's right. what happiness means to them, then that's great. But um, surrounding myself with people that were just, like-minded, I think that's something else that you can't really put a price tag on, but it's incredibly, incredibly important to your future success. Plus like Jordan Harbinger or Jordan, he's a perfect one that'll say, you know, your, what is it? Your network is your net worth. And so if you Mm. ever have a, have somebody that needs you or, or, or you need something, you've got people that can help you and that are more than happy to sort of, you know, help you 
in areas that you're struggling with. But great question. Tyler's okay, right. thank you. Tyler, what's the question? Let me see. Where are you, Tyler? First of all, yeah. Um, all right. All right. So first hey. of all, I just want to say uh, really inspired by you. Um, very appreciative of your YouTube channel. You've really helped me out uh, to define who I am today. Uh, my question would be in that terms of your younger years about like middle school to high school, um, how did you kind of figure out who you wanted to be, what you wanted to do with your life? Because personally, I'm still in high school myself. So I kind of wanted to just, you know, yeah. Well, what, what process did you go through? I know you said you went through things the hard way. <laughs> Once again, I the, the problem with me is that I'm not somebody that like plans really well or thinks through things. I typically am a, an opportunist. And so I just knew for me, I mean, my situation was probably different than yours as yours is different than mine and Antonio's. I just knew that I wanted to get out of where I was because I was very unhappy with my my family situation, my stepfathers, I just knew that I needed to do something else. And so, um, you know, from the age of 12, I kind of knew that I wanted to own my own a fitness center. So I, I knew that I needed to leave where I was because I didn't want to get stuck in the town with the people that, that I was currently surrounded with. Um, you know, in terms of a process, I just tried different things that interest me. You know, the fitness center was one, one, one focus, one thing that I wanted to do from the age of 12. So I knew what that was. But then after that, it was about just like kind of scratching my own itch and allowing myself the freedom to be curious and to actually, you know, try. And, and it's, you know, it's like, what's the worst thing that happens? You try something that's not what you thought it would be. Okay, next, move on. Um, what do you want to, what do you want to do? Do you think, do you have any idea? So personally, I've thought maybe doing something with like music because I'm a really big music kind of a person. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I'll tell you a quick story. A friend of mine that I know, I saw him, he started, he tried a bunch of different things in terms of, um, of different like little online businesses. And he ended up creating this huge company that basically sells like samples of music for people that want to produce music. It, it's but he makes millions of dollars a year because he just loved music and he figured out a way to sort of, you know, leverage other things that he was good at. And I mean, I, I think, you know, music is something that I'm also pretty passionate about. And so that's awesome. That's awesome. Do it. Don't worry about what your friends say. Do it. <laughs> Thank you very much. How did, yeah. How did you know what you wanted to do? You fell I, into your lap, right? No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> I, I would recommend Tyler that you that you ask you know some harder questions. For me, I so I was growing up Catholic and I thought I was going to hell probably for most of my teenage years. So I was pretty depressed. I thought I was going to go to a seminary. I did go to a seminary for a year. Mom wanted me to be a priest. I did not want any of this, but I did have a lot of questions about why are we here. And so I was kind of a deeper thinker in that respect. So I started I studied philosophy in undergrad along with or evolutionary biology and some other stuff. But what I learned in that process was to ask deeper questions. And what I learned is that men have been, and women have been asking these questions since the beginning of time. Why are we here? What is my purpose? How can I live a good life? And you actually find a lot of reasons. I highly recommend you check out the Stoics. Uh, these were, you know, these were philosophers basically that laid out, hey, this is what we see works, no frills. And, you know, you come back and, and whether or not you, you know, I don't know what your religious, you know, any, anyone here, but it is something I think you need to question why you believe something. And to ask these questions, if you could ask them earlier on, it's going to really set you on the right path. This summer, 
I took a month, went back to my, um, was in a village in Ukraine with my wife's family. And I went back and reread some of my old tech books, philosophy books from college. And it was really interesting to read the notes I'd written as a 20-year-old, as a 19-year-old, and to read them now as a 45-year-old man. Um, and I was actually pretty proud that a lot of the questions and things I asked then, I'm actually, I think, living that truth today. So I would advise you to ask yourself these harder questions. Take the time to think about where you're going. That was deep. See, that was much deeper than I would have given you. <laughs> Just try a bunch of shit. That's why, that's why, against the wall. That's why we're great being here. <laughs> All right. Um, great question. Good go luck, on. Tyler. That is Quick exciting. Question, Sean. Um, Sean. Sean, what do you got, brother? What's the question? All right. Can you hear me? Yeah. What's up? Man? All right. No, right here. How you doing? By the way, as always, thank you so much. I know the other guys have said it, but you also helped me as well. And I just thank you for being a good person. Like, thank you for that. <laughs> so uh, the question I do have is a little bit more niche to my circumstance, but I think it could help many people. So huge fan of many of your products, um, T's Hanley, huge supporter of that. And so one <laughs> of the questions that I have is, is there going to be a chance that we could bulk buy? And I noticed you mentioned earlier in the live stream that Shipping has become immensely hard with the pandemic. Um, but I was wondering if that's ever going to become an option. So I'm active doing military. And so part of the, uh, sometimes we don't really be able to get packaged shipped as easily. Yeah. So when we're like, um, we're on deployments or whatnot, we're out for a, a large amount of time. And so me and just, I have the ability to kind of stay good looking and watch yeah, my yeah. face. When I'm <laughs> so it's one of those things that like, it's little things when you're on deployment that you do to help yourself feel better because it's, it's, yeah. it can be challenging out there. Sure. Sure. Well, so, thank you for, thank you for what you do. Um, you know, the, most people don't know this, but if you go on Amazon, you can buy larger bottles of all of the products. Most people don't know that, but Amazon, you can buy like large bottles of AM moisturizer and wash and PM and scrub. Like we sell bigger bottles and sizes one off on Amazon. Did you know that? I did not know that. I'm not a big Amazon shopper. I don't like to get trapped in that materialistic trap that Amazon puts out there a little bit. So. <laughs> um, you could also, um, if you're, if so, so one cool thing about Tej Hanley, if you send an, an email to info at Tej.com and tell them your circumstances, okay. say, yo, Aaron said that you guys could hook me up. Tom, who is uh, in charge of our customer experience that we make things work for people. Like it is all, all right. about you guys. And so like, if you're going away, you need something special, we can work it out. So you just need all to right. send an email and say, Hey, I was talking to Aaron. He said, you guys, you guys could help me out and uh, you know, they'll, yeah. they'll figure it out. Whatever you need, Let's whatever go. we need to do, we will make sure that you get your tea Hanley so you can stay happy, healthy, and handsome. while. <laughs> To just say, use my name, name drop, say Aaron said. <laughs> <laughs> All right. By the way, I also want to say, I do absolutely love, I bought your new fragrance that I just showed my mom since I'm in town visiting for a little bit, vanilla. I was so excited. Yes, I was so excited when you dropped that. So I have heard rumors. I got buddies of mine who owned the actual Tom Ford's back of vanilla. And you're going to get a kick out of the story, I feel like. So he had some buddies that went to a club who were wearing Tom Ford's tobacco vanilla. And he said the ladies would not stay off of him. Like they were literally on top of him, like licking his neck, biting. they could not get off of him. And so the moment that I heard that you were selling this, I was like, oh my gosh, as a young 20 year old kid who may not have as much money to buy like the high end Tom Ford, I was like, I have to get it. So yep. it smells amazing. I'm very happy that I bought it. And so thank Good. you so much. 
Leave a review. Go to Pete and Pedro. Leave a review. We need the reviews. <laughs> I got you. All right. So who's yeah. got the next question? Bobby. Uh, next, Bobby. Yeah, Bobby Young. Bobby, what's going on, man? Hey, what's going on, guys? Been a huge fan for years. I mean, I can't tell you how long I've been watching you two. It's pretty surreal, pretty cheesing moment. But uh, anyways, my question is, uh, how do you get the confidence to? make like that jump in life, I guess for both of you, I don't know if you have too much experience, but currently, you know, everything in life is great, you know, regarding the circumstances. Um, I've been in the hospitality industry since I was 18. I'm 26 now and I'm not getting any fulfillment. Um, you know, burnout 60, 70 hours a week, six days a week. And, you know, I haven't had time to try anything else. And I'm not sure, you know, what I want to do. I guess, what do you think is the best step just to build the confidence, just to make that lateral move and make that jump in until, life? Yeah, until you know what you want to do, don't make any move. And, yeah. and, what I, and, and I know that that's, you know, a lot of people when they think, you know, hey, I'm not fulfilled, I'm going to, you know, just quit and I'm going to do something like as long, once you, okay, so nothing takes the fun out of life, like having like, like bills that you can't pay. Right. So, you know, I think that once you sort of identify, okay, I'm not really loving this. Now it's about sort of learning and figuring things out and trying different things to find out, you know, Hey, what, what you're interested in. And then it's about testing the waters and trying to make a little bit of money or figuring out where and how you can make that money um, before you actually like completely you know, just, just say F it and go pee on your boss's desk. Right. And so yeah. it's about, you know, and, and Skillshare, and this is, I talk about Skillshare a lot. One of the reasons why I love that platform is that it allows you to kind of explore different things and different genres of just, you know, different things. I mean, everything from photography to marketing to, you know, just different skills, different, I mean, do you, have you ever used Skillshare? Yeah. yeah. I mean, just exploring and, and just trying to see like, what, what are you interested in, Bobby? Like, do you have anything that you think you might be interested in? Like you say, you don't have any idea, but I don't believe you. Yeah. So um, there's actually a lot of things, you know, I really, I'm a huge like outdoors guy, you know, I've been in music like my whole life. My dad's a pilot and everything like that. And, you know, I kind of kicked myself in the butt a little bit, you know, years ago, you know, I thought, you know, I want to fly and everything like that, you know, then I didn't pass a medical, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, with the circumstances now, you know, if I put in a lot of time and commitment, I could probably get that all fixed and everything like that. It's mainly just a slight vision problem, you know, a slight color deficiency, but you mm -hmm. could go take classes and tests. But long story short, I could get that done. Then as soon as I graduated college, you know, um, I was just like, you know what, you know, if I get a good paying job, you know, management and everything like that, which I do, I mean, I can't complain. I'm like, you know, if I have money in my pocket, you know, I'm going to be 100% happy. And I learned, you know, that's not the case. Well, yes, <laughs> financial, you know, not having financial stress is amazing. I'm just missing that other part in life. You know what I mean? So I've been really kicking my butt trying to get back into flying, but, you know, I just need to get that jump, you know, where it's just like, dig the time and try to, you know, get rid of these 60 hour work weeks and six hours, six days a week and stuff like that, you know? So that's really yeah. my main thing, you know, just kind of do the thing that my dad did that I grew up around and, you know, I have the opportunity there. I just need a. It sounds like you it. just need to, you, you, you don't need a, you, you just need the, to find the time and, and 
I mean, if it's important to you, you will find the time, you know, whether or not it's, and I yeah. know that that's also sort of cliche, but I mean, you know, if there's, if you can start working towards that goal, I think you're going to find that it's going to become, it's going to come a little bit faster than you think right now. Cause when you first start thinking about it, it can be a little bit daunting thinking about, you know, the process or that hill you need to climb in order to achieve that goal. But if you just start taking a little step, you know, this week or next week, like what is the next step and sort of roadmap it out and say, okay, like, what is my timeline? You know, actually write it down and, and put it on your wall, put it wherever. And, you know, what are the steps in order that you need to take in order to achieve, you know, this first goal and not necessarily like, you know, like, like that North star that's like three years away, but a small, you know, thing that you can accomplish in the next yeah. three months, what is it? And then, you know, and then re, re basically calibrate and set that next sort of goal. What about you? What do you think? I'm just thinking, you going to tell us about another book. No, I'm okay. Actually gonna talk. So there's a great, there's a great picture over here in Aaron's office and it's got Aaron in the Atlanta journal or something that you're tying some guy's tie. And, and I'm thinking like what you started with was you started doing this type of business on the side where you were, you were meeting with people you basically had people knew you were well-dressed or that you could help them. And so you had people asking you to go help them go shopping and stuff. You started off as a personal shopper. You knew that's not where you wanted to go, but I, I would say, Bobby, you got to get out there and you've got to do something uh, and, and actually try it and don't fall into the analysis paralysis trap. Don't ever think this, just do something with the air. I don't civil air patrol. Like most people don't even know about this, but you can actually You're a pilot, weren't you? I, I did start. Yeah. I did fly in the Marines for a while. I mean, but there's so many other parts. Um, I know here in Wisconsin, we've got the Oshkosh air show right there. Huge, you know, the, these, I mean, volunteer at an air show and you just, I mean, you've got the guy. Yeah. You, I, you know, I just, with your background in hospitality, you have things to add which they don't have at the air show. It's like, hey, I know you guys are going to be doing this. Instead of you hiring a caterer, I'll volunteer or I'll come in at a discount. You should start working there and you're around aviators. Next thing you know, it's like, hey, these guys are going up. They want someone to go up with them. They need the weight in the airplane. You're flying up there and not necessarily getting hours, but you're getting that exposure thinking, you know what? I didn't even know that I could take my hospitality you know, background and be some, you know, you've got these Airbus 380s owned by these sheiks that have an entire crew of like people that like do the meals and like private chefs. And I, again, you don't know this stuff till you get in there, but you right. can't think through your path. You've got to get out there and then you start to see the opportunities that were hidden to you before. Yeah, that's super is. well said. Yeah. Think through the past. And like you guys said in multiple videos, you know, if you like, oh, I'll start next week and stuff. That next week never comes. It's like, I need to start now. What is it? Uh, day uh, One day or day one? Like, what is it going to be? Is today, yeah. you know, is it one day or day one? It's on. It's actually at a, uh, on, on the wall at a coffee shop I go to. That's I right. Like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's one day or day one. All right. Great question. All right. Brogan, what do you got, man? Hey, how's it going, guys? Big Good, fan. Good. How are you? Good. I got a question. So if anything that the covid and everything going on has proved that money isn't always guaranteed so i'm looking to diversify and invest and i wonder if you got any tips or things you think are better because i don't know where the stock market's headed gonna come crashing down soon or what i have no idea but uh, this is i so this you know oh man Get, develop an ex, I mean, get, find something that you're really curious about 
and learn more about it and how to make money in it. Because worst case, you satisfy your curiosity, but it may be I think be he's talking about investing. Though. Yeah, and I'm talking about that because you may find that, hey, you get deep into watches. And I mean, this guy got me into watches and all of a sudden- Don't invest in watches. But there are people that make a lot of money in watches. And, and that's something yeah. that, that I, I'm just saying, like if you're looking for something, you know, real estate isn't for everybody and you need, you know, yeah. I'm just saying that if you can develop an what do you what do you, uh, you can find a way to make money. what do you currently do in terms of like investing or or what do you do with your extra money? So I've got with my job a 401k and then I've we recently opened up an account to start putting money in towards like a either a second home or a rental property, something in the terms of yeah. that. But that's that's where the money's currently gonna go. But I didn't yeah. know if there was some other more yeah, Safer see, I'm thing with everything going on. See, I, I joke that like I I like if there was like a tin can fund, like that's the one that I would want, right? Like just get the mm-hmm. money buried in the backyard. Like, and I know that that's not like a smart thing to do. Um, I was actually just talking to a friend of mine who uh who is a banker retired. I said, Hey, I'm saving for a new house. You know, it, right now the money's in like you know a checking account essentially, and yeah. I know that that's making like zero money is there a better place to put it? He's like, well, when are you going to use it? I'm like, probably within like the next, like start using it in the next like six months to a year. He goes, anything that promises you like, you know, and then he was, I think he was throwing out like 2% or something like pretty low. He's like, it's generally going to be pretty risky. And um, he's like, you're better, honestly, just like keeping it there or looking for like a money market to, to stick it in. Um, You know, unfortunately it's not a sexy answer, but um, you know, it's, it's tough. I, I try not to give people financial advice because I'm not the best. <laughs> that's that's a that's a tricky one. You've been doing like cryptocurrency, but I don't I don't Again, I don't mess with that. Me, it, it's no. it's about investing in your curiosity. Again, I don't know how much you have put put aside. Have an emergency fund, and mm-hmm. and if you haven't read any books on basic finance, that that's where to start because that's you know the basis of what you need to have. But if you start having a little bit of money that, hey, you know, I don't want to initially put in the stock market, but I want to make some money. Then again, I would say something that you, because for me, I looked at the amount of money I put into the cryptocurrencies was as much as it would cost for one year of college tuition at a private school. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to every morning learn, spend one hour studying cryptocurrencies. In the period of four months, I didn't become a billionaire or a millionaire, but I did learn a lot. And I doubled my money, which could have been total luck. Point being, even if I had lost a lot of that, I'm like, I now have a much deeper knowledge of this and I'm investing in this for the long term. Um, So that would be my thing is find something you're really curious on already that you're going to be passionate about and study. And then you get a competitive advantage because there's investments all around you. Uh, It's just most people think initially stock market. But if you leave the United States, um, you see most people actually invest in their homes. They invest, they, they buy expensive cars because their own currency doesn't really say, I mean, they're, they're don't really, buy an expensive car. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so go read a book on finance. Yeah, go read a book on finance. You know, um, yeah, yeah, I, man, that's, that is a great question. I'm the worst person to ask about this stuff, about, about money. Wait, who, who's we got Nathan next. Nathan. Hey, guys. How you doing? Uh, just appreciate Good, how are what you, you do. Good. Uh, good. I just appreciate you, what you guys do for YouTube and everything. 
Uh, and also, I just want to let you know that uh, I was actually in Silver Air Patrol for a couple of years and actually got to fly a plane before I got to drive a car. So it was cool. That is awesome. Yeah, right? Yeah, I just want to go back on now what you guys were asking before. Because I have, uh, I have I got some money coming in. So I just want to see what investments I want to do. Because I already got a 401k and a stock market thing going on. I just want to maybe, because uh, I got my cousin who want to start a business. I'm not sure if I want to do that or just do something else. So, Do you have an emergency fund? I got a little bit. Uh, I do have some uh, money I want to put more into that. So I have a little more just in case something happens. But I, I mean, right there, man. Like the thing is, do you, have, do you have a family? Do you have kids or anything? No, I'm single. I, I stay with my mom right now so I can save more money. So for, as for right now. And and if something happens or if you've got to quit, your, you've got to put your job on hold because something happens to her or something. I mean, that's yeah. the beauty of an emergency fund. And, and the stronger it is, I, I just found that that allows you to sleep better at night. But having that yeah. down, then you've got the freedom to be, I think, a little bit more adventurous with whatever investment you make. Do you, uh, do you have any other debt? I got some school debt I'm paying off. So I was kind of hoping that when the, the money comes through, I'll pay off the rest of the debt and use the money you left over to do something else with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, you're, if you've got debt, I mean, that's, you know. That's something that I would, I, and I know that there are a lot of people who are like, oh, you know, some debt's good. I personally yeah. sleep better without, like, I don't like seeing all the interest that I pay to, you know, the, the you know, whoever, you know, whether or not it's a car or, or whatever. And so, um, you know, you're, you're smart saving money now living with, with moms. Yeah. So yeah, in terms of investing with, with somebody like a family member with a business, don't rush into anything. I think that's one of the, one of the things that people with cryptocurrency, we'll use that as an ex yeah. uh, just an example right now. I think the fear of missing out is going to is going to cost a lot of people a lot of money because they're going to make some unwise decisions and just like jump really quick because they're worried that they're going to miss out on something you know amazing. Um, so just be careful and and do your homework and don't you know business with family members is, is tricky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I realized that. That's why I told my cousin he had four months to do a business plan to see if it's worth it or not because I'm making him work for it. I don't want to just give him the money just because. And a business plan is only that's 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 yeah. everything working perfectly on paper. Yeah. And so, you know, business plans are great because it forces people to kind of think through. Yeah. You know, sort of the 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 business a little bit more, but it's not necessarily everybody overestimates how well something will do and they don't necessarily you know take into consideration some of the negatives or potential pitfalls and so okay. be very careful with uh with your cousin there's no no urgency to spend that money just yeah that's, that's why i want to see if he, uh, if he actually does it if not i'm not going to do business with them so very smart uh, yeah trying to do i'm trying to play it well so very very smart very smart cool. got cj next cj what do you got brother Hey, okay. So like I said, a lot of people have uh, shown how they, you know, appreciate the videos and stuff that you've done. And absolutely. I mean, I've been watching you since you were in your old gray bathroom in like 2012 or something like that. And I, I stumbled onto you a long time ago uh, just because like I had a great family and all that, but my dad was, I was working. He's, you know, in the process of buying a construction company and all that jazz. So he didn't have a lot of extra time to be able to devote, you know, teaching me to shave, teaching me to, you know, how to dress. Cause he's always just worn, you know, work jeans and, and boots and a t-shirt that is super stained up and that's fine. You know, that's his lifestyle and that's cool. But, you know, I'm a little bit different, uh, especially from the rest of my family. So trying to find who I was, especially through like high school, cause 
I'm a super like caring person and a lot of people like to step on that. Uh, mm-hmm. So just kind of going through life and trying to figure out more of who I am and who I want to be. And you know, I've always wanted to be able to help people. Uh, right now I'm in the military and I build special weapons for the, for the air force. And that's all cool, but I kind of want to get in like policing and stuff like that. But I guess sometimes I struggle with like direction and I kind of get complacent with, you know, Hey, I'm in the military, you know, what am I going to do this weekend? Oh, maybe I'll just, you know, hang out, watch some movies or, you know, go drink with my friends. And that's a lot of good, you know, good experiences, but I find I spend a lot of time doing that and yeah. not chasing what I'm passionate about. Um, but then I always question like, well, what am I passionate about? I'm kind of curious to how, how you find that, how you find that direction and keep yourself going. And, and I mean, we talked earlier about the goals and that was awesome, but you know, just kind of curious how you choose that direction, how you figure out exactly where you want to go and how you keep Oof. being yourself when everybody else, you know, you always have to like put on a different face just like through high school and stuff. Yeah, I yeah. to, you know, be somebody I wasn't and it kind of just like stuck and I had trouble shaking that sometimes. Yeah. It's, you know, it's funny when I got out of a, you know, when you're in high school, you basically are friends with people that you grew up with. Right. And, and you have a lot of shared experiences and that's what you have in common. And then when, when sort of you go away and and you go to college, you now have the opportunity to choose people that, that you, you know, want to hang out with that are more similar in terms of, of, um, you know, just goals and, and um, personalities. And so you being in the military, you know, you are, it's kind of like you went back to high school a little bit. You guys, you're finding friends that are very similar and you're sharing an experience and sharing a time in your life. And so, yeah, you know, right now, you know, some of the time you're going to be hanging out with them or, or, or just kind of, you know, doing what they're doing. But, um, you know, once you get out, I think of that sort of environment, I think it's going to open up you to be you a little bit more as opposed to feeling a little bit more, um, I don't know. I don't know if it's putting on a, a, a facade or a face. I mean, I know that I did that for a long time, trying to be something that I wasn't. What about, what do you think? Um, you know, CJ, I, I was just curious. You say you want to get into policing? Yes. Okay. So I know that the, the city of Phoenix right now has a thousand positions they can't fill. Uh, right now, there's a huge demand for where you want to go. That's great. Uh, is it going to be there? I think so. I would say right now you've got a golden ticket and that is your active duty military. And there are tons of veterans in policing, as you know, I would highly recommend that you set up appointments. Cause if you had a, a command general, a CG inspection, are, are you going to show up late? No, uh, right? no. no, you'll be there. You'll be there 15, 15, 15. Cause I'm sure, you know, your, your E7 will make sure you're there, you know, plenty early point being is set up appointments with your local FBI office, with your local police station, let them know. I mean, there's, they have outreach. You say active duty military. I'm interested in learning more about policing. Can I speak to one of your veteran officers? Marines are any, any, they're going to make time for you. They'll have an appointment and you'll spend an hour. Maybe you'll do a ride along. Maybe you'll sit for just an hour. Like I learned when I met with my FBI off FBI office in Midland, Texas, is that they didn't really have much of a presence. I didn't know this. You know, I, I learned that they were hiring out of the state patrol. I, I went, I was thought, I thought it'd be a Texas Ranger for a while, but I didn't realize you had to spend usually 10 years in highway patrol before that. And they recruit out of highway patrol. These are all things that aren't really written out there, but you learn this by going in and you meet with people. But when you set up that appointment, and again, you've got this golden ticket because 
you know, they're going to make, you're just not some guy come off the street. You're what they're looking for. And you may actually find after you do a ride along, after you meet with a few cops, you may realize, actually, this isn't what I want to do, but I would want to go this. I would want to maybe go this route. I didn't even think that, hey, wow, I didn't realize you could actually apply for the CIA. They don't just recruit you out right. of, you know, random, you know, things. And that may be a path, again, that because you set up that appointment, you showed up, um, and that when you've got that appointment, you're not going to miss it in the same way you're not going to miss a CG inspection. Right. Can I add on to that before we, you know, slice yeah. up a little bit? Yeah. So with, with my position in the Air Force, um, I have a top secret clearance, which opens up a lot of routes in like FBI and stuff like that. Like a lot of people that have worked my career field, they either go on to work for the companies that build the weapons or, you know, they go FBI or CIA and they get their foot in that door. Um, and there's a potential for a lot of money to be made there. And part of me is like, well, I really like nice stuff. Obviously, you know, I like to be able to go out and do stuff and you know, be able to pay for people that can always do that. Um, and obviously right now I don't make a lot of money. I bought a card that was a little more expensive than I should have bought. You know, <laughs> you know the work Aaron, Aaron does. And uh, so, you know, it's like a, a moral battle for me, whether I want to, you know, do I want to chase the money and do a job that could be really cool and I can still have a lot of fun. Or do I want to be boots on the ground and really work with the people in my community and, you know, really show face? Like, I'd love to be like one of those school resource officers. That's like a detachment of a police department that is, you know, special for that school to help kids in that one, area. One thing I will say is that money does provide freedom. And so um, I know this isn't like a, a great answer, but if you did go the route of of that you're talking about and speaking about in terms of, you know, potentially doing something that's really cool. You can make some good money doing it. You know, there's nothing wrong with going and pursuing that direction and that option. And if you just decide, you know, and if you do that for a while and you keep your expenses fairly low and you end up saving a lot of money, that opens you up to do pretty much, you know, whatever you want. You could also sort of moonlight as and do some of this outreach while, you know, still making money. So, I mean, I I think. I, I, I just don't, I, I think. I love that. You're making, there's something. I, at least I hear it somehow that money equals bad, or that if you are a rich person, that somehow this isn't necessarily, you know, you can't be a philanthropist. So I look at what Aaron has here and I always love visiting him in Atlantic. He's, you know, got a nice house, always takes care of me. He's typical Italian, you know, just treats me like, but he employs tons of people and he doesn't just employ them. He pays them double what they probably should be doing. Uh, no, sorry, Paul, you know, but, you know, don't tell everyone, don't tell everyone. One of his employees was working at Starbucks and she was complaining, you know, she was making 10 bucks an hour. She worked really hard and she had missed the management position, which was going to pay her $12 an hour. Aaron plucked her out and now she makes more than double what their managers make. And she's doing a job that she actually sees her kids on the weekend. So, you know, you've probably seen this, you know, with your dad owning a business, it may be something that maybe he's, you know, it, maybe I, I would say, read the book Economics in One Lesson by Henry Hazlitt. Amazing book. And it really sets up that when you can make money and you could, what you're building is you're actually creating more resource. You're not taking money from others. If you've got a really good business for the economy, you actually take nothing or not, not an idea and you create like, re, it's like a tree throwing off fruit and it mm. feeds everybody. And so you can satisfy both. You can have this money. Like I'm really proud that in my town, I'm able to go buy just tons of gift certificates, which we give out in and around Thanksgiving and Christmas to the local community. 
And I wouldn't be able to do that if I was only making, you know, 60,000, 70,000 a year. Uh, right. But I can do that because we've got money. And that's something that I, I think is, is, is a very altruistic, great thing that you can do when you have additional resources. But you have to be strong to be able to help those in a weaker position. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate it, guys. Well said. That was good. Guys, just conscious of time, um, got a couple more right. coming in. I think there's a couple of quicker ones if you want to tackle the one from Aaron, L, and Zach. Yeah, yeah, cool. And that's cool. We've got, uh, okay, so three questions. We're going to blast through these. we got six minutes before Paul has to go to dinner. Aaron. <laughs> okay, Aaron, L, what's happening, sir? Again. How's it going, guys? Good, um, good, good. Just like everyone else said, I didn't get to say it in the beginning, but you know, I've, I've been, you guys are really inspirational people to me. Um, been watching Alpha M, you know, for the past few years now. And uh, uh, so I'm sorry. Adrian. Okay. Question, question. What's the question, yeah. Aaron? Go on. <laughs> uh, what's been the most fulfilling thing that you guys have done in your career? Uh, fulfilling? Um, I would just say, I mean, so mine was just easy. That's my YouTube channel. Hands down, that, that's the most fulfilling thing that I, I've ever done. I didn't realize that it was going to provide um, the level of personal satisfaction. And, you know, and, and the YouTube channel, honestly, and this is kind of weird, but it's, it's made me be a better person. And it's, it's the simple fact of, of I don't want to say something and come across a certain way. And then, you know, if you meet me in person, like I'm, I'm something different. And so it's forced me, not that I was a bad person before, but it's made me sort of walk the walk a little bit more and, and be a better person. And so what, what are you looking at me like that for? I, I just love That's a weird, but yeah, so my easy most fulfillment was come from my YouTube channel. What about you? Um, I like to be able to slip in Easter eggs into my business. So little things that, you know, not everyone knows about. So I, I love the fact that, you know, there's a beard named after a friend of mine, Eric Bandeholtz, because we created an infographic that went viral. That's your, and, Eric, you naming a beard after Eric is your most fulfilling no, thing. No, actually, that, there, that, there's that, a certain horrible. type of rolling your sleeves. <laughs> it's called the AFA roll, which it, I, I don't know. It wasn't named anything, but I called it the AFA roll. And now other like Antonio, but AFA stands for Antonio is effing awesome. <laughs> And nobody knows this, and yet they use that term. So, That's your most fulfilling. Well, you stole the good one. So I, 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 <laughs> Great question. Next question is from Zach. What do you got, Zach? What do you got? All right, Aaron, any new makeover projects coming on YouTube anytime soon? We're like on it. I Alpha M Project. Um, I announced it on the Tej Hanley blog um, last week. And um, I already filmed my first episode of the Alpha M Project that is probably going to be launching next Sunday. Give you guys a little sneak peek. It is actually, I gave a uh, makeover to my camera guy, Christian. And so that's kind of like the first episode to like kick us back into things. I was like, ah, let, let's, you know, get this thing started. And um, I'm going to be announcing it this week on Instagram for people to apply domestically. Um Unfortunately, with COVID and everything being weird, it's not what it used to be in terms of um, I've got to be a little bit more diligent about safety. And so I do ask for people to be vaccinated. And it's not a political statement. It's just I've got to keep my salon staff safe. I've got to keep my dad safe. Like, I've just got to try to be as safe as possible. But yeah, that's coming uh, in the next few weeks. So next Sunday, I believe, is when I'm going to launch the Alpha M Project Season 6, Episode 1. Can't wait. And next Friday, I'm filming the second episode. 
Perfect. Next question, Spencer. Last question, brother. We got two minutes. What do you got? Other yeah, than an amazing beard. Other, oh, other than an you. incredible beard. <laughs> thank you. So I just wanted to thank you for being a huge inspiration for all of us. I know we've all said it before, but you're really inspirational. Your energy, your confidence, it's just, it's contagious. I mean, thank it's incredible. So and uh, I'm a huge fan of all your products. I have, you know, the uh, Vincero watches that you've yeah. suggested, the enemy shades. That's what I'm talking too. about, <laughs> But uh, anyway, to my question. So I tried to be a YouTuber last year during COVID, you know, I quit my job and I gave myself about a year to attempt this. Um, so I also have depression and, you know, have had stuff going on. How do you have the confidence to do what you do every day? Like, you know, if you got in a fight with your wife the night before, or you had a bad financial deal go through, like, how do you wake up every single day and have the confidence and the energy to not only go on with your day, but also inspire others. Yeah, no, it's simple. It, I, I'm just fearful of, of missing out. Honestly, it's sort of like, I feel like if I don't do it, like, I, like I'm, I'm, I don't, that's a horrible, horrible answer. Um, I, I, I fear screwing things up, honestly, like for me, it's about like, I've worked so hard over the course of the past, you know, like 20 years that, um, you know, I just worry, like I, I, I'm, if I don't do this or if I don't work or if I don't get up and I don't, then I'm going to sort of falter every day. I say the same thing to myself. It's like a daily affirmation. Don't F it up today. And you know, that's kind of my thing. It's, I just don't want to F it up. And so um, every day I get up and, and I know that I've got a job to do and I, and I do it, you know, it's not fun. It's not sexy all the time. And I'm sure there are other things that I probably prefer to do, but I know I've got a job to do. And so when you, when you approach it that way, and it's like, you got to show up, you know, you just got to put in the time, put in the reps. It's kind of like the gym. You just got to show up and, and, and do the work. And, and eventually, you know, things will work out things. You'll figure things out and, and you will, you know, be successful if you can continue to, to, to put in the time, even when you don't. And that's honestly, that's one of my, my superpowers is being able to focus when it's not fun. It's not sexy. I'm not getting, you know, accolades or people clapping or thumbs up or anything like that. It's just, my ability to focus when, when it's not fun. And so if you can develop that and, and uh, you know, stick to things when you're not super jazzed about it, you know, and see where it goes. That's kind of, I guess, my, my best advice. What that's about it. you? No, man, you nailed it. You that's nailed it. it. Yeah. Now, Luke, we didn't hear from you. Thanks for being out there. Jamon, uh, Sean, Bobby, Tyler, Aaron, RQ, didn't hear from me. I'm good to Luke, see you. Luke, Luke, I'm Spencer, looking at you, Luke. Rogan. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for this. This was awesome. I really appreciate each and every one of you more than you could possibly imagine. And uh, you guys are just all rock stars. And I'm, I'm excited to, to see what you guys do. Um, you know, thank you again for everything. And, and uh, you know, I, I, I couldn't do this without you. And, and I wouldn't want to, if I'm being honest. So thank you so much for everything, guys. Thank you for taking the time with us. Thank again. you much thanks guys you. thank you Aaron. see you tomorrow tomorrow some things i regret buying later <laughs> <laughs>
Gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you dug it, make sure to drop us a review, also a rating, as this helps the podcast reach more incredible gentlemen just like yourself. And don't forget to subscribe because it's free and you don't want to miss another incredible episode. Guys, thank you so much for your continued support. I think you're amazing. And don't forget how awesome you are.